is a passionate and accountable individual and a student for life in today's episode let us chat with rupam das founder ceo of aculi labs and integrated ideas in fact he has recently authored a book which we are going to talk a lot about in today's episode this is the guiding voice podcast series the guiding voice for a better future folks i am your host navin samala just a fellow it professional on a mission to shape the careers and lives of millions across the globe in every episode we interact with industry experts or thought leaders or academicians or coaches or entrepreneurs and authors like rupam across the globe to drive some insightful conversations that will help each one of you learn amazing stuff also we share an interesting trivia or a fun fact towards the end and folks you will acquire more knowledge by tuning into the guiding voice per every minute than any other podcast in this space thank you so much for joining me today we are going to discuss or understand the journey of an entrepreneur and also discuss his book 36 intimacy laws for men which he doesn't want women to read will come there in terms of understanding rupam's thought process why he has authored this book and why women should not read and we are extremely pleased and humbled to have rupam das part of tgv's journey in shaping the careers and lives of millions across the globe rupam hearty welcome to tgv it's wonderful to have you here uh, thank you so much navin ji for having me in your show tgv it's a great show for the uh, for the budding professionals i uh, like your episodes i in fact love them and to be able to converse with you one day was kind of uh, like a dream come true you can say uh, so thank you so much for having me with you oh, oh my god that's a, that's a big statement in fact i i should say it, it's a dream come true for me i've been following you for the last uh, two years and uh, you put in a lot of uh, intriguing posts okay and i make sure that i read each one of them and it's so it's so uh, a good thing that we again connected last week and uh, having gone through your book i thought okay you have to be here on my show as soon as possible right <laughs> so rupam uh, since i didn't uh, give a lot of introduction about you maybe you can quickly talk about your career journey and also top three things that have helped you so far so you know uh, my biodata can be found uh, pretty much online so i do not want to bore people i want to tell share some stories that will give you insight if there was a guinness book of world record for somehow passing engineering i would have been the holder of that record because i managed to get 35 marks in 40 subjects of my engineering of field which has never been achieved in the history by any engineering student and will never be achieved by any other engineering student. and yet managing a distinction in the engineering so this is my engineering background all right as far as my medical background uh, i started my journey in class 11 uh, the dissection lab so they gave me a frog and i got very very worried you know i looked at the eyes of the frog and i thought my god how can i can how can you dissect this animal so i just uh, ran away from the lab with that frog and i paid money to pass my biology labs somehow because i i just wanted the frog to get up and somehow after a few days the frog uh, got up from uh, the chloroform and all and that was my biggest achievement i saved the life of a frog and i was very worried about the blood uh, somehow uh, from 2008 2008 uh, my my father expired and i went through a very a prolonged period of depression and then i thought that let me make uh, my energy channelized into something meaningful so from 2008 onwards i have been writing a lot of algorithms uh, uh, to make more sense out of medical data most of them are there in the public domain uh, finally in 2016 i uh, accumulated all the works in the last few years into into aculi labs private limited uh, also just for the record i also unfortunately have completed my engineering in electronics and communication and fortunately or unfortunately have also completed my mtech in computer science and then fortunately or unfortunately i went on to do a phd in robotic intelligence when i wanted robot to make better sense out of uh, human emotions i have not yet completed uh, the phd because uh, a lot of uh, times in the childhood i heard that being it was uh, a uh, dropout uh, mark zuckerberg was dropout so i always wanted to be a good dropout so i still have a chance to be called a phd dropout though 
I'm not being restricted by the university, but this was my dream to complete my thesis and then not to take the degree. So I'm uh, quite on the path. I do not know how that is. Oh my God, that's quite illustrious. <laughs> Getting inspired by Bill Gates to be a dropout. Typical inspiration. <laughs> People want to want to uh, reach to MIT. I wanted to drop out of PhD, uh, so I cleared all my subjects and all my theoretical paper in one one go. and yeah. uh, published seven papers uh, seven journal papers where people needed only four and then i completed the thesis and then i did not ask university to evaluate my thesis because i saw my dreams getting shattered <laughs> all right so so you manage you said you managed to pass all the engineering subjects yeah. and all but you have established a company how was it possible of course again i am not trying to belittle you you probably might be the backbencher and uh, but you may be in a better shape now <laughs> in terms of uh, starting your own venture integrated ideas first and then aculy and all so how did this all happen uh, yeah so so as far as this schooling is concerned i never stood second in this school so i was a pretty uh, studious student the first venture when i went to engineering i went to engineering for my love for the circuits uh, right i was i was quite fascinated by Uh, uh electrical circuits electronic circuits so when i went to engineering i pretty much saw that there could be nothing more boring than an engineering because everybody was reading books and nobody had, i mean everything was about theory there there were so many internals you know even before you complete your one script there is another internal and you you were always like uh, you have assignment so what i decided was that it is not worth for me to do this assignments right uh, there was lab record writing and things like that so i hired few diploma guys to write my uh, uh, lab records and do my uh, silly assignments right anyways you had to copy them from the book and i saved that time uh, and then turned out that lot of guys also wanted to save their time uh, so integrated ideas was created more or less out of this gap that guys like me were not interested to do our silly homeworks and there were guys who wanted to uh, who were ready to do it for money so uh, integrated it was back then in the college was a platform to write lab records uh, so we used to write 50, 50 i mean uh, so somebody would contact us we had no computer you may be knowing back in 1999 you know a compact computer used to come with a with a 4.3 gb hard disk that was that was like 80000 you was a premium thing and we had only one computer amongst our friends so everything used to be and there were no mobile phone rights and it, it, it had just now come so it was very costly 24 rupees outgoing call so we built our own uh, protocol of uh, miss calls right so if you give four miss calls which means that you uh, so we uh, wrote a code of about uh, 40 different patterns of miss calls if you give three miss calls in a row 3 3 3 then you want this subjects uh, assignment so by using the miss call as a technology background we did serve about uh, uh, 800 engineering student for a period of 3 years of time uh, generating a revenue of over 6 lakhs rupees so that's how integrated ideas came and then later on we started building a lot of software prototypes uh, uh, we served uh, 2g and 3g so I was into initial software development uh, uh, at the time of 2g's and 3g's with integrated ideas yeah but it was it was essentially uh, a great platform to help engineering students not to die out of doing assignment so i think you should write another book on this missed call theory <laughs> with various algorithms <laughs> and different aspects yeah, yeah, right. man, i mean we we were not that privileged at that time yeah. no whatsapp and things Absolutely. like that right so so we had to innovate a lot of things so there were there were guys in the boys hostel who would be who would be in relationship with some girls in the girls hostel in the opposite room and you know how it happens in engineering college a guy who is accepted by a girl he is like big big bro everybody looks at him as some as a great achiever right and so we used to innovate for him you know torch light uh, how, how many lights you should do and then we used to note down so we have done all those uh, things very simple <laughs> it appear very silly today but at that time it was very innocent yeah but, but you guys are privileged to have at least that phone because i also belong more or less to the same generation and uh, uh, i i bought my first mobile only in 2003 or 2004 <laughs> right right yeah 
Yeah, we, we, we were running a business, right? So yeah. we, we had to have that. So four phones we bought. It was Motorola P180, the blue color old phone, you know, which looks like a walkie-talkie. I walkie probably talkie still have that. Cordless phone, yeah. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. All right. You now, carried a mobile at that time in the college. You were like one of the top guys. <laughs> I can totally relate. <laughs> and people used to carry that mobile and pose as if they are speaking and suddenly uh, it rings. <laughs> yeah. In our time, there was no chance of ringing because the call, uh, incoming call used to be 12 rupees in the bill. Yeah, so yeah. we are pretty safe on that. Right? <laughs> I, I, I get it. Now, let, let's talk about your uh, journey as an entrepreneur. What kind of challenges did you face and uh, any uh, incidents that you would like to share with our audience? I started my entrepreneurial journey at the age of 11. Right. Uh, my first uh, venture was a comic book subscription. At that time, Raj Comics used to come, Nagraj, Super Commando Dhruva. And uh, you used to have one bumper issue every day. And people used to love that. But buying them would make no sense because once you read a comics, that is pretty outdated. So I uh, created a comic book subscription. And that business also went on for three years. I funded my higher education pretty much with the from class 7 to class 10 i ran that business uh, and from that money i pretty much uh, you know supported my higher education so i had this uh, i was always like in our generation you know you had to really struggle hard to move the antenna just to watch a chandrakanta episode or ramayan episode so you have to develop a very good ear somebody from bottom will say Arey, thoda, just move your antenna a little bit like this so you become very good with uh, moving things hearing you know people's direction and so at the time, what used to happen is we we used to be very friendly with the people's connection was everything that was in life. We made a lot of friends. We were very fortunate to belong to that generation when, uh, you know, we could easily make relationship with people. We were very friendly. Uh, and, and so that helped me a lot to create my initial business. And then when I came to college, again there, engineering uh, was uh, for me all about connections. Uh, I, I just enjoyed uh, talking with the guys in the night. Uh, guys used to play solitaire. I never used to play. So, uh, so you know, putting, uh, putting t- uh, I mean, uh, using table as a tabla and then doing all the stuff. So our engineering was very, very fascinating. Three wardens quit our hostel uh, in six months. So we can, we still consider that to be our uh, <clears throat> this thing. But going forward, uh, what I realized, uh, Navinji, is if I have to share one wisdom, is uh, absolutely business. Business is for the people, by the people, to the people. Business is not about competition. Business is not about everything is fair in love and war. Business is not about uh, growing crazily, scaling crazily. Business is really another form of social expression of a person. Right? If an individual can understand that through the business, I can, I can get connected with so many people. I can serve so many people. I can have my emotions regulated through business. Then it gives you a different satisfaction. But if you kind of take business as as something where you are always worried about the bottom line and the top line, then business can be very hard for individuals, right? Then you are looking for something of which the business is not meant to, uh, you know. Uh, so today, people are just doing technology and they, then they try to kind of raise VC funds and uh, scale the business. Is the reason about 95% of the businesses fail because 95% of the entrepreneur fail to understand that business is just for people, just enjoy people's interaction. And if you can build the trust of people, then you are pretty much safe. You, you yeah. always have something something to do. You know, if, we, if I could run a subscription business, which was 25,000 monthly revenue generating business back in 1991, without any computer, just with notepad, then what <clears throat> What makes the startups uh, losing so much of money every month? You know, it doesn't make uh, any sense. The reason that I believe it is happening is business doesn't really require any technology. It requires humans. And again, that's my own uh, experience of life. People may not agree, but then that's my pure yeah. observation. Absolutely. I'm, I'm loving this conversation. I think you have a lot of sense of humor. 
and uh, uh, rupam ji now let's talk about the culture of your organization and also i'm really curious to understand what is your hiring process what kind of people do you look and onboard so if you uh, know uh, we have a theology you build people people build business you build people people build businesses and yeah. uh, we always are looking for that one man or one woman out of the 10000 who is so different who is rejected but we so talented that if given the right uh, platform opportunity they can do well we are not really looking for smart people we are looking for the top human brains and so what happens is we get a lot of youngsters as mentors into our organization and we provide them all the uh, particular abilities uh, and uh, facilities to prosper and then finally slowly they they move out somebody goes to another company somebody joins back and something like that and then at this moment we are a seven member team which is which is like um, it's like a samudra manthan process you bring a lot of people you give them the human connection and then you pick the best human talents right we don't care we don't uh, we are not really concerned about uh, who is having engineering degree who is having mba degree but getting through our human evaluation process is really hard i mean a lot of people find it very hard we we focus a lot on evaluating a human being its his behavior his concern shortcomings and then we try to work on the shortcomings so it's a for one year we work mainly on the human abilities uh emotional stability and within one year many leaps but few stays back and so so it's always like we we mentor people first emotionally and then then if they stay back after a year then we start giving them the responsibilities so uh, there is no micromanagement we don't maintain any uh what do you call the attendance sheets time sheets anything uh each of us we take care of one particular domain and we don't we we collaborate we divide the task and then we don't ask each other you know what what task you are doing how far it has gone we don't uh, waste our time in project management and things like that because we have built such great human connections you know we talk with the eyes and a person knows what is going on if any challenge comes we we try to handle them in the human level so uh, our our strength as a company or, or what separates us as a company from the modern companies is our our approach towards the business our usp is humans really uh, there are uh, 130 uh, investors in our company so a lot of investors a uh, lot of patients uh, so everything it's about human you you if you if you do your due diligence people will say okay we don't know about other things yes we are a, we are a good technology company we built some amazing technologies but we don't boast about them but yes as far as the human uh, skill is concerned i do boast about it that's a wonderful perspective now let's jump into the hot 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 topic <laughs> 36 intimacy laws for men what made you to write that book i mean it's a very interesting question and let me give you a background uh, in acuity labs we serve some of the very critical patients uh, right people who have lost their hope from the from the life somebody who is suffering with cancer somebody who is suffering with prolonged allergy somebody who is suffering with uh, hypertension you know they have given up in their life they they are always talking about the diseases so they come to us to find a hope in their life so what differentiates acuity lab as a medical company and the other medical companies is rather than focusing on diseases we focus on the life we try to figure out what are the part of life still intact still good functional in that person where the person can uh, focus and uh, improve his life right turns out that whether it is diabetes whether it is hypertension hypothyroidism allergy when we have served 8000 odd patients we understood that there is nothing nothing bigger of a concern than the relationship than the intimacy most people suffer because they don't have an intimate relationship because we have come quite away and intimacy is just not a sexual relationship between a man and a woman you know it's a intimacy means 
trusting somebody intimacy means uh, being able to be vulnerable to somebody you can be intimate with your colleague you can be intimate with your uh, partner you know intimacy is the emotional sexual expressive uh, a very broader trust of a relationship and we observe in most of the indian families when we went on history taking when we went on uh, things like treatment therapeutics we observed that one of the common thread that was coming in uh, every day was was a lack of intimacy right people people just uh, faked it to the society they smiled uh, because they had to and there was no no truth uh, behind those smiles inside they were very painful and it made me to think you know if if this is what is the core of the society this is what is going on in the families then irrespective of how much you invest in the healthcare you are not going to change anything in this this country is basically suffering with an with a very very untold uh, epidemic which is uh, which is the lack of intimacy people are just not able to trust each other people are just not able to believe each other they are not able to feel emotions with each other they they are all in a rat race to to appear good in this social media to be better than the others that's not how a human relationship is you you become good as a person see 1 to the power 100 is 1 2 to the power 2 is also 4 irrespective of how much you do as an individual you are never going to grow you are going to stay there you are going to struck up in the life for the life to be meaningful you need to have the intimate relationships right so last year onwards i started working on it i i observed that most of the startup fails because the founder do not have a support system most of the indian family suffer because the men are not uh, intimate the, there is no sex there is no love um, you know everything is kind of a very superficial so i have a son who is a 10 year old so uh, it it really troubled me from last year that if this is what the uh, basic underneath uh, of society is then we are we are going forward for a very very difficult time and you have gone through few of my chapters probably you you understand that i see everything from two perspective one is science one is history yeah um, and so when i am looking at the society today it is more or less like the roman society of 1 ce to 100 ce you know times of for example claudius caligula nero's you know uh, at that time group orgies was popular at that time incest was popular at that time you used to have wife swapping uh, what has changed from uh, uh, 2200 years we are seeing the same traits in the society in the greek in in the roman time uh, from 1 c to 100 c uh, there was massive banquet buckets then there used to be motels outside the uh, in the road side where you could go and have uh, sex there was a prostitution center and we right now see those massive call girls and all those things uh, in the same way uh, those time uh, the topmost layers used to used to have uh, younger girls now <coughs> the adolescence uh, sex is prohibited thankfully Uh, the uh, the child sex is prohibited pedophilia is prohibited but in the roman time that was very massive you know even kings like claudius used to have small children in his pool you know who used to give him the massage now if you just remove that pedophilia today if you look into the university statistics a lot of girls are into uh, have become sugar babies you know they have been adopted by the um, uh, the industrialist so so there is a massive unrest in this society and when i when i compare this society of greek uh, uh, from 400 bc to up till the time of nero or caligula uh, there were there were people like aristotle there were people like socrates there were people like pluto you know who has gifted us pretty much everything that the modern society is enjoying from democracy to schools and the same thing happened with indian context right after the britishers you know netaji subhash chandra bose liberated india uh, nehru ji he built india then you have vallabhbhai patel who protected india and then finally indira gandhi actually ruled india right so now when this stages happens you can pretty much foresee what is going to happen so last year 
I I know this answer stretched a little bit, but context giving context was very important. So major motivation was that I got very very uh, alert, uh, seeing what is going to happen, what is happening underneath. Because as a clinician, we as a as a therapeutician, we have the access to the real emotions of people. Uh, right which people are not uh, very comfortable sharing in the social media or outside outside they have to manage a facade so this was the fundamental that if i do not leave behind or if i do not even try hard enough to to leave behind a society where there is more intimacy more love at least more awareness that something is wrong then probably my son would not my son would be living in the worst greco roman society that uh, history had so that's that's how the uh, work started excellent i think that uh, sets the context in terms of the reason and i truly i'm truly amazed because you are trying to solve an underlying problem which is not spoken outside right i think you're trying to figure out the root cause and provide a permanent uh, countermeasure which is really inspiring and now uh, why should women not read this book it's a very uh, important uh, a very uh, wise there is a law in the book that uh, men are gatekeeper of relationship women are gatekeeper of sex all right you see understand that we we have evaluated a lot of evolutionary science right now in the evolution the men had to go out to hunt right yeah. because an, if even if you look at an animal it's a 10 10 ton uli mammoth now how do you kill that females just could not do that so man has to had to create that kind of a society to i mean ability to actually kill that animal then to bring that animal to the place so women had to had take the responsibility of fire where she would be distributing because if you see there there are two races right neanderthals and homo sapiens we are very parallel complete now there is only one difference in the two sexes the fossils which are discovered of the neanderthals there all the females have the similar kind of injuries that the male come right so they also had to go out in the hunting now because of that the females could not really reproduce the the rate at which the homo sapiens could they could not take care of those who were injured because even after the injury they had to go out and hunt for the food how homo sapiens differed from the neanderthals was by the way neanderthals also had access to the fire but how homo sapiens differed is homo sapiens created a larger pool of men and they went out and hunted big right and women stayed back and innovated methods of preserving that so when in the 10000 bc ice age came uh, you can see that achars and papars these are all innovation by the women right because traditionally they have they had to invent methods to preserve that food so they were the one who who discovered where where it has to be put in the ice age so homo sapiens have survived till this date because of this small distinction that yes man is going to arrange for the food and women is going to put all their brain in finding out how to preserve this food how to make this available to all the men how if the difficult time comes how to how to utilize that food you know uh, all the achars and all these things were innovated by the women now same thing with the with the relationships so the the food has been brought by the man Right. now i always believe that he should take the ownership and responsibility of the relationship there there is a reason for that if you look into the divorce statistics 66% divorces are being filed by the women and now that statistics has gone up to 75% now if we look into the broader statistics that about 50% marriages are getting failed so which means that 37.5% females are unhappy with the relationship and that number for men is only 12.5% which means that there is something that the man is not doing right which is leading the relationships to end all right now you cannot generalize the things but at times you have to back on the data also if the females are applying the divorce then they are unsatisfied with you then who has the ownership to reduce that rate it's not the female because because you know you have to address a problem 
by not being politically correct you have to state the facts if i am shooting and people are getting killed out of that shooting then it is me who has to be sent into the jail not the other people you know so this is the context that uh, yes uh, it seems so many are more unsatisfied uh, with the relationship so there are rules that uh, the man should understand and that, that's what the book is about it's like your lagan movie right when when the lady find out uh, that the indians were playing a cricket match without knowing the rules he she decided that okay they have to know the rules because you cannot win a game without knowing the rules right so indian uh, indian husbands were playing hockey where the females were expecting them to the, the badminton player so uh, with this book i am teaching them how to become a badminton player you know <laughs> yes <laughs> there is already a fair bit of controversy in you know, a females uh, think that it's a very one sided narration but uh, yeah that's the way it is i mean i would any day prefer a controversy over seeing uh, too many broken families i mean that's that's how clean so if there is a controversy then the idea is true right if there is no controversy there is no worth in the idea itself and when i say idea in this context the whole book i i really loved and now let's talk about uh, out of these 36 laws which is your favorite law and maybe you can share a bit about that particular law you see i have been always fascinated by the sexuality of the race mm-hmm. okay and uh, there are a lot of laws which defines about attraction there are few laws which defines about uh, attention there are laws around attachment there are laws about uh, uh, you know what are the red flags that you should avoid in most of the pages even other than the laws you will find a lot of quotes right a lot of historical evidence what is the most the fundamentally what what uh, motivates me is a law which is called monogamy is a myth men are always polygamous and women are always hypergamous now this word always is going to hurt people the word polygamous is going to hurt men who have lived with a a uh, wife for throughout their life mm, hypergamous or the or saying that uh, you know women are opportunist hypergamous is like opportunist just saying the women are opportunist that's going to hurt women because this is going to hurt everybody i uh, love the law you know there is nobody who is going to be outside the all right so yeah something that attracted me is uh, a girl ages like milk a man ages yeah. like wine can you yeah. explain yeah sure i mean it's it, there is no it's not a perspective right it's a biology so see your testosterone starts increasing when you become uh, since puberty right it peaks at your 25 year age so let's say your testosterone levels are 400 ng per dl by the age of 25 right by the age of 75 it will have a linear decrement your testosterone levels will be around 200 ng dl about 100% fall you know and if you if you are healthy like me it may even be increased so coming back to the females however they have a menopause in india the average is age is 46 years right and just before the about 10 years from the menopause they start having lower estrogen so say a female at the age of 25 is having an estrogen level of let's say 500 right by the time she she becomes 50 her estrogen levels are just like 5 ngdl to 10 ngdl it's a 100x decrement uh, right by 100 unit decrement versus 100x decrement so so why this book is called is this book is not called 36 perspective for men and why it is law is because every law is supported by a lot of biological evolutionary facts evidences where this book is the book differs is uh, most of the books they they are like uh, if i can use a crude hindi how to ladki patao easily or how to how to manipulate the other gender but this book is not uh, teaching you how to manipulate this book is a very hard fact truth i have given testosterone levels have given uh, neurobiology to explain what is happening in your brain when you are thinking like this then i have used evolutionary biology to compare you know what happens between the 
you know, humans uh, and the competitor, it's the same that is happening between a lioness and a hyena and a lady hyena, right? So the reason is man's testosterone increases as he raises up with the power, right? If you sit at home, your testosterone is not going to increase because testosterone is a, a male reproductive hormone that, that increases with the, with the power. But the estrogen has nothing to do with the power, right? Estrogen peaks by the age of 25. It's, it's just how biology works. So why it is like a milk is because you cannot you cannot have a milk in its own uh, way uh, after a after a day or two. You want that fresh milk. But wine, you don't want to take a virgin wine, right? That tastes very bitter. If you want to have a wine, it should be at least old enough to for the fermentation process. And the females also have, uh, by the way, uh, testosterone, and males have estrogen. Both genders have the other gender sex hormone. Uh, so females who are very successful, entrepreneurs and the others, they have high level of testosterone. So they age much faster because their estrogen level falls that much more fast. So if a female who is moderately successful uh, meets, a, meets a, a menopause at the age of 46, an image who is immensely, uh, female who is immensely successful, meet her menopause by 32 or 36. You know, In India right now, uh, almost 4% of the females are seeing their menopause by the age of 36, which was never imagined uh, in the history, right? So, yeah, that is that is how it works. So, when you are marrying at the age of 27, there is a there is a flight which is taking off. The men's is the flight which is taking off, yeah. right? And the females are already speeding the car. It's a, it's a full speed. Now, the engine is hot. The car has to slow down. At that stage, both of them will appear same, equal. But they were not considering the momentum, right? From this point onwards, the guy is going much higher. From this point onwards, the girl has to slow down because her biology will slow down. So there is no such thing called equality. And therefore, once you understand that law, you will not make the mistake of comparing yourself at the time of flying with another car which is which is in the if runway to a flight and car they work you cannot say that car is like me you have to see that momentum and then you have to take the ownership and responsibility that okay my lady my girl is going to age faster then how am i going to help her yeah. i'm going to help her to age more graciously rather than getting very uh, depressed about her aging i want to help her become much more gracious you know she will be graceful she'll be helpful to the society and that acceptance man has stopped because they are comparing uh, you know a one wine with a mill the moment you take that responsibility you accept the fact to take the responsibility then you are able to help your partner in a much better way because they need the help milk needs preservation yeah. Right, wine doesn't require preservation, so that's what uh, the law is. Excellent, eye-opening, and uh, yeah, as you said, like you have done significant research and trying to uh, prove it uh, scientifically as well as based on the history. So mind-blowing conversation, and and Rupam, what was your wife's uh, expression and reaction when uh, does she know about? book before you started or you to give it as a surprise i, I have no uh, uh, shame in accepting in the public that i have always had multiple relationships before marriage <laughs> after marriage i still continue and i had to convey my wife that thing uh, because uh, i have really had any male friends i've been always had uh, great female uh, uh, buddies you know very very intimate uh, relationship we share and uh, as i explained you at the beginning of the uh, conversation that intimacy is is on the multiple dimensions where yeah. where you are able to trust a person right so so yeah but when uh, she heard about the book she was not very comfortable because obviously you are see <laughs> the britishers were not comfortable when their lady was teaching cricket rules to Amir Khan and team in Lagan, right? So so that will happen. You know, if you teach the rules of the game to the man, uh, you, you are basically giving them an, uh, an, an advantage. And so she was like, yeah, you cannot do that. I was like, we have to do this for us. <laughs> All right. Yeah, maybe uh, I, I want to ask only one more uh, la. Never ever go to a bed with a drunk girl ever. <laughs> That's and you've seen that I have written that as an 
iron law. You should print that, put it in your bedroom, put it wherever you see. You, you cannot forget this law. All right. You can forget that your wife's name is so-and-so. You can forget your mother-in-law's birthday. You can forget that this girl is your wife. You can forget anything. You cannot forget this. The reason is very clear. You have to understand the biology of uh, the uh, uh, alcohol, right? Upon alcohol, upon drinking alcohol, even a little bit of alcohol, there is a clinical condition which is called whiskey dick. This is a clinical condition which is called whiskey dick. This is not my invention. It's a clinical condition, right? What happens is when you drink, uh, first I'll explain you what happens when you drink. So when you drink, it's very hard to get it erected in the natural way. You have to imagine, you have to engage your right side brain. That's what alcohol basically does. It helps you to engage the right side brain. So you are not using the girl uh, you, or you are not getting intimate with the girl, but you are visualizing something in your head and, the, and you are projecting that onto the girl. So it's a project, projection sex. You are using her body as a masturbation object, as they call that clinical. So you are objectifying the girl. That is number one. Second, you are going through a clinical condition which makes you more violent, more aggressive. Uh, that's called whiskey dick. It is causing you erectile dysfunction. Whiskey dick is one of the causes for erectile dysfunction. The third thing is when a girl drinks, see, she essentially wants to forget her reality. Because the drink affects on the girls much more higher than the men. It engages their right brain completely. So when she is drunk, she may think anything. She may think she is a princess. She may consider herself as a as anything. You do not know what is her imagination. And she is imagining you as a person, right? At that stage, her reality and her psyche is completely different. So when you meet that girl or when you have an intercourse with a drunk girl, you are essentially not having sex with that girl, but you are having sex with the altered psyche of that girl. The next day morning when that drink effect comes, goes away, she enters into the reality, right? And she thinks that it was a sex without her consent because she was disconnected. Thus, it's an unconsensual sex and you can basically be a league top being a leaked of a rape, you can be a leaked of a violence, you can be a leaked of anything. And POSCO, you know, is, is, is very deadly act. So you as a man, you can be screwed. You you go on and explaining people as much as you want, but your life is screwed. So whether it is, even if it is your one own wife, you are not going to do that. It is it is something that you have to remember that there is a biology. Yes, men have done in from several centuries now if you look into the divorce divorce cases if you screen the divorce record carefully look at how the girls are alleging they are alleging their husbands to be drunk that is number one they are alleging their husbands not to be responsible with the money that is number two they are alleging their husbands not to be emotionally available that is number three so you have to understand the statistics understand the data and then you have to correlate that with the science hard scientific facts for any youngsters yeah even if you don't buy the book uh, you go to a bed with a drunk girl you know that you are setting yourself up for a mess uh, right you are never you can be a leaked of a rape even after 40 years don't uh, don't think that you know that scene ends then and there it's it's absolutely you should wonderful uh, and any last thing that you'd like to share from the book before we switch to the rapid fire round a small story you know i'll share about an experiment how this experiment happened is this is a very psychological experiment so in the psychological experiment a set of girls were shown the photograph of set of similar ranked men some of the men applied a different perfume and some of the men applied very expensive perfume right and invariably this experiment was repeated multiple times girl found that uh, you know men with higher perfume were more handsome and sexy they were more attractive so a girl can smell your perfume from your photograph if you are running an affair she is going to find it out that's my wisdom to you
Wow, interesting perspectives and such a great finding. Thank you so much for sharing with our audience. Let's uh, further lighten up the mood of our audience with an interesting rapid fire questions, okay? And you can crisply answer them in a word or two, Rupam ji. Sure. What who do you love the most? Um myself. If you could be any animal, what would it be? Um dogs and uh, lions. Any specific reason? i like the um, masculinity of lions uh, i like the integrity of dogs okay fair enough what is the weirdest thing that you have ever eaten i, I respect a uh, food a lot i don't uh, eat weird things uh, i've never i i don't remember to have ever done that very respectful food was a challenge so no okay. i i have not eaten anything weird okay uh, fair enough moving on uh, i don't know if you believe in god but if you could say one thing to god what would you say oh god <laughs> what did you eat before you created them what was that i want to have the access okay last one for the rapid fire can you share one thing about yourself that not many are aware any secret or hidden talent anything uh, uh, probably i am uh, i'm more romantic than i appear from my linkedin uh, account or the public places i have more relationship than people may imagine <laughs> that's probably the one thing uh, no wonder women at, uh, get attracted to people with sense of humor and you have tons of it and i, I can uh, truly imagine <laughs> how your witness is helping in that aspect for sure <laughs> great great rupam ji wonderful uh, ji, before we end you know i just wanted to say this yeah women are neither a mystery they're not difficult they're not bad they're not challenging it's just that you have not spent enough time understanding it's as simple as that yeah and there is no such thing called wife there is no such thing called you know monogamy and things like that men and women have been have come into the world to take the human race forward there is so much of beauty in our heart when we connect so much of chemistry happens when a man and a woman come connects right there is much more thing beyond money much more thing beyond name of the relationship there are much more thing beyond sex there are much more thing beyond uh, opinions judgments fear when you connect with a woman intimately this is just a different magic altogether right so the moment people start understanding they 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 spend time um, you know with with their girls with their females they will discover a world which is which is very beautiful that i can say all right so this has been a fabulous rapid fire and an excellent excellent conversation and before i let you go one final question for today's conversation rupam ji right yeah. now if you look at the young entrepreneurs and the young youngsters right they are behind money and uh, as we discussed few people are trying to chase uh, venture capitalists and uh, turn their companies into unicorns and in this whole process they are forgetting the intimacy part of it so what will be your advice to those who want to be successful keeping in view of the intimacy how it is going to help them excel or succeed further what will be your advice it's a very uh, i'll try to be polite with this yeah uh, i'll try to answer politely <laughs> look in india parents ask beta aap khade kab honge apne pairon pe right which means that when you are going to stand up on your feet but the actual question for a guy should be do you have it stand up because if it doesn't whatever amount you make whatever is your status when you go to bed in the night and if it doesn't work you just feel so degraded as a human being you focus would be to have good sex this is not premium thing this is the most fundamental of a biological being the moment you lose your ability or your you know efficiency with the reproduction with sex the very moment your body goes through a lot of changes the genes gets depressed and they, then they turn on a mechanics called apostosis apostosis is a automatic cell death program so 
so you should absolutely be first be very sure that the more the higher you chase the lower it gets this is biology the higher you chase the lower it gets and once it gets too much lower you are not going to get it up if you cannot get it up wherever you stand when you look at yourself you will always look at yourself at the bottom of the Great. Thank you. Thank you so much for wonderful answers and lot of insights to carry forward. And uh, I thoroughly enjoyed every bit of this conversation and I'm going to cherish it for a quite a long time. This is going to be there with me <laughs> for a long time. And thank Same. you. Thank you so much. Same. I, I, I wish all the readers, they can go to lifers.com, lyfas.com. The book will be available through us. Uh, the pre-booking uh, for the first thousand copies will start from tomorrow, Sunday. So mm-hmm. I uh, I request the uh, audience to go there in the site, lifers.com and uh, get their pre uh, pre-booking done. We will publish and you you know, we'll publish only thousand copies and we'll select the people we want them to read. We give them Absolutely. And and uh, folks, uh, for, for your information, the link will be available in the show notes. It's already there. So you can refer to that. And um, and uh, Rupamji, wish you all the very best on the book. And you, you have already been a proven entrepreneur. And I'm sure uh, you'll become one of the best-selling authors by this one because... Um, uh, because I, I truly see the value and the purpose, right? Um, the purpose and the passion with which you have written. Definitely, I think this is going to become a best-selling book, and we are going to do one more Thank episode in future. Wish Thank you. All you. The Thank best. you. Thank you so much, Navinji. It was pleasure uh, for me, and thank you so much for to your audience too, for listening to me and tolerating me for all the times that they'll be hearing. <laughs> so yeah, this is full of wisdom. This is full of wisdom. Pleasure to host you. All right. So, folks, before we move into the trivia section, here is a small request to you. In case if you have loved this episode and the conversation just like I did and found it useful, please share with at least three of your friends or colleagues who can benefit from the guiding voice. So that your friends also will learn new stuff like you and you will gain a set of new subscribers. Also, if you haven't subscribed to us, please subscribe from the app where you have tuned in from so that you will be notified about all the future episodes. Thank you so much in advance. Now, let's cruise into the trivia segment of today's episode. After that enthralling conversation with Rupam, in fact, I also wanted to present a bit of GAN around intimacy-related topic, and today's trivia is about sperm. I was doing some research in terms of understanding what this sperm contains, and uh, surprisingly, I found that a single sperm contains about 37.5 MB of DNA information. Surprising, isn't it? That's all for today. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm your host, Navin Samala, a fellow IT professional and a passionate learner on a mission to make a difference in the careers and lives of millions across the globe. Until next time, bye-bye. See you all in the next episode with another wonderful guest.